Hello, Mama. Today's wonderful guest is Sora Schilling, who I will intro more in just a moment. But before we dive into today's episode, I just want to share something really exciting with you. I recently completed Sora's Devoted Energy Coaching School, which we affectionately call DEX, uh, which you'll hear in this episode. But Sora completely changed the game for me in the way that I live my life and the way that I support my clients since I have been in this school being guided by her. I am now officially a fully certified energy coach. Yay! So what does this even mean? Well, we'll dive into that into today's episode. So never fear, you will have more of an understanding about that if you stick around to listen But today is the day I officially launch my new one-on-one support package, Honesty. I want to ask you, how would your life change if you got radically honest with yourself? Truly let that question just reverberate through you for a moment. If you're currently feeling disconnected from your intuition or the world around you, if you're feeling doubt or loneliness, if you're feeling stuck in that in-between of not knowing who you are, but knowing it's not who you were, if you're feeling stuck, but knowing that there is more to life than how you're currently experiencing it, then this may be the support for you. I can't do the personal growth work for you, but I am here to witness you. I'm here to invite you into deep honesty with both yourself and me. I'm here to walk beside you as you journey through discomfort, and I'm here to celebrate the fuck out of you as you bring hidden knowings to the surface. My coaching magic lies in the dance between my fierce, tough love, my playfulness, tenderness, and deeply nurturing space holding. Through our time together, I bring my intuition to move and sway between matrescence mentorship and energy coaching. So you're getting a really, really deeply personal experience. You have been holding it together for so long for everyone else, Mama. Now is the time for you to be held. I'm here, arms wide open, inviting you into the playground. Are you feeling ready, Mama? I've linked my invitation page with all the details, including series length and pricing in the show notes. So head there to have a squeeze if you're feeling the tingles of curiosity. But for now, let's dive into today's episode with Sora. Hello and welcome to Matrescence Awakening with Kieran Lee. I'm your host, Kieran, and in this space we delve into all things matrescence, spirituality, and everything in between. And I bring you incredible conversations with some wonderful humans where we delve into these topics and unpack them a bit more so you can have some extra information and tools in your toolkit as you move through your matrescence journey. So today's incredible human that I'm chatting to is Sora Schilling. Sora is a sacred space holder, strategy alchemist, transformative business coach, powerful medicine woman, energy healer, international retreat leader, inspirational speaker, fire igniter, heart whisperer, and world traveler. Sora works with sovereign spiritual folks to incorporate the art of feeling sacred on their priestess path through earth-based practices. She uses energy coaching and mystical practices to help coaches, healers, and spiritual beings trust their magic and medicine so that they may be of service and live in alignment with their soul essence. She loves to help individual people embrace their medicine while sitting in ceremony. 
leading highly intuitive individuals and groups through powerful experiences inside of Devoted Energy Coaching School, the Devoted Mastermind, on retreats and from the stage. As a cosmic warrior priestess, Sora blends real-world experience with mystical transformation, ritualistic practices, inner reflection, conscious communication, and innovative circle work to help luminaries create great impact within their communities. Sora, 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 welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. I can't wait to just delve into this conversation with you. Thank you for being here. Let's do it. I'm looking forward to this yummy conversation we're about to have. Yes. And I would really love to start with learning more about you and your spiritual journey. So what has or what was like the start of your spiritual practice? Is there something that was like a moment that you're like, yes, like this is the path for me? Have you just grown up kind of with this mystical way of being? Like what's that kind of looked like for you? Yes, absolutely. It's a great question. And no, I did not grow up. Uh, being in the world of magic and having that part of me being cultivated at all. It was not something that was tapped into. And to be honest, like many folks out there, when I was going through my Saturn return and I was in a place of wondering who in the world am I and had gone on a path of college and career and having a life that was based on someone else's desires, I found that I was miserable. I was absolutely 100% did not want to get up and go to work and do the day to day. And so my body broke down. And I remember being on the floor for about four days because my lower back gave. And then when I finally went to the doctor, firstly, they told me I'd had a high tolerance for pain that I should have gone way before I did. Um, They invited me to consider doing physical therapy and something called yoga. And it was actually through the world of yoga that I began to understand that I had these huge emotions. I had these incredible um, ways of... um, being programmed into a life that wasn't mine. And by understanding that, it gave me access to my internal power and self-agency. And from that point, I couldn't look back. I had to go down the rabbit hole and embrace spiritual practices and self-development. Wow. Yeah, so a really big moment of like being just completely pushed and broken to then go, all right, what am I doing with my life? And for anyone that's not heard about Saturn Return, can you just give a little bit of info on that? Because when I heard about it, my mind was blown because I was like, oh my God, yes, I've, I've, I've experienced that. So for people that don't know about it, what is Saturn Return? I am not an astrologer, right? It is not one of my medicine. Um, But one of the things that you might notice if you do follow or you work with someone who understands astrology very well is that there's a certain point in in time, somewhere in typically your late 20s, where um, everything shifts. You, You move from basically being a maiden to a mother from an archetypal standpoint. You move from um, the youthfulness of everything that was shown to you and taught to you to now a pivotal moment where you cross the threshold into who you are in the the young mature stages of um, an indif- 
independent person, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many others from a more layman's term may call it um, a quarter life crisis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, where we start to question everything and f- try and figure out who we are. So as well as, you know, the mums listening to this, going through that from the the actual process of becoming a mother, going through birth, becoming a mother, we often have a little initiation, you know, prior to or, or around that time as well. So, Sora, what's been one of your biggest defining spiritual moments where you've gone like, holy shit, this like this magic is real. And I know that you are, you know, big, big on magic is real. But is there one like moment where you're like, yeah, wow. Um, there, there are, there are some that are like that. I will share one. I get the reason that you see, you hear my voice. I'm a little hesitant is because often we, we define our moments from these big moments. Mm-hmm. And so then everyone who walks on the path of remembering and realizing that magic is real, they often feel like they're not on the path until a big moment happens. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I get a bit hesitant because to be honest, for me, there are big moments, but the big moments happen because there's a culmination of small, tiny moments. Yeah. And it's in those small, tiny moments that I really have come um, now in my 40s to really acknowledge and honor. But let's say, let's talk about big moments. There's everything from like big, amazing moments to big, life shattering moments. And for myself, my path seems to be that um, my, the great, the universe or the great mother enjoys having me take these pivotal, somewhat sometimes scary moments and having me embrace the beauty that comes out of it. And so one of the moments where I realized that magic was very real was when there was an attempted kidnapping on me and I knew that I was going to die if I did not get myself out of the situation. And Um, I had an out-of-body experience to this day. I will remember every single day. And so I came out of my body. I saw everything around me in this 360-degree angle. And I had a voice tell me what to do. And every single time I acted upon it, a second later, it saved me. And so the first directive that it gave me was breathe. And so it is why breathing and following a breadcrumb, one little message at a time, without me second guessing it, is the life that I lead and what I teach my students. It's from that experience of if I follow a breadcrumb, no matter if it makes sense or not, it is going to serve me. And through that, the way that you extend time is through your breath. And so that would be one of my most major moments, I would say, of that magic is real. Mm, yeah, my goodness, I had chills. That sounds so intense. And again, like a, another, yeah, big defining moment on why these things are so important. So you did mention about following the breadcrumbs, which I love doing as well. It, I think it brings in so much um, curiosity and wonder in not knowing where we're going, but really trusting that process. But for people that might kind of struggle to know what do I know is a breadcrumb? How do I know if I'm following a breadcrumb and start to like overthink it and get into the mind of like, am I doing this right? Am I following these breadcrumbs right? What can you kind of share around the power and the beauty of following the breadcrumbs and just being open to that process? Yeah, absolutely. So to begin to really witness what following breadcrumbs are is number one, you don't seek them. They're already always there. 
So breadcrumbs are there. Um, some might say they call them signs. I'd rather not call them signs because, again, your mind can make these affirming beliefs around things that are external that you see. For example, I, I find a four-leaf clover. It's a sign that everything is going to work itself out. Or I see feathers. It must mean X, Y, and Z. So absolutely, there's external motivations and external indicators that you are following a path. But for me, breadcrumbs are not all only the joyous things. Breadcrumbs are legitimately information to help support you and they are neutral. And it is the way your emotion holds on to them where you may feel like, oh, I don't like that. That's scary. I don't know if I'm ready to let go of that. Oh, that feels like it's something that's yummy for me. And we put associations to them from a human standpoint. Mm -hmm. To me, breadcrumbs are simply there to acknowledge that it is one more step on a divine plan and a path that's laid out if we so choose to say yes, based on what we already put into the field that we had desired to manifest. Now, what we desire to manifest does not always mean that it's for our highest, mm -hmm. but it's simply what it is that we placed in the field. So how do we begin to follow them? By allowing ourselves to always be open to witnessing everything around us. And how do we do that? We become incredibly present. Yes. And uh, so much easier said than done, this this concept of presence. And, uh, um, uh, you know, I have had the absolute pleasure of being inside of your Devoted Energy Coaching School for the last six-ish months. And by the time this recording comes out, I will be a fully-fledged graduated <laughs> Dex Energy Coach. And uh, being in the, the, the journey of this Dex container, I've just had so many moments of realization like, wow, you thought you knew before, like you had no idea. And one of those was presence. And, you know, I, I understand the concept and, and from the mind space, I understand like, yeah, let's get present, let's get present, let's get present. But it wasn't until we dropped in and um, felt presence in the energy space that I was like, I don't think you have ever fully felt presence before. I was like, holy shit, this is what presence feels like. And for me, it was a complete state of neutrality. And in the activity that you had us do, you had us, um, you know, on our timeline and being the present moment. And then uh, we went to the past and then we went to the future. And you had us share what it was like in the present moment. And I was thinking, well, there's nothing that I can share because I literally felt nothing. I was like, have I done this wrong? Like, I don't know. Like there was there was literally nothing there. And then when the other, um, the other students started sharing that for them it was that neutrality, they didn't feel anything, I was like, oh, no, it wasn't wrong. It was just there was just nothing there. And so trying to bring that into, uh, you know, the 3D world, the, the my everyday life with with my kids and with my business it's felt really challenging but I've got that that anchor to go back to in like this is what that presence feels like so you know knowing that we are kind of talking to mums busy mums we've got a lot on our plates that we're trying to juggle is there anything that you can share any sort of words of wisdoms or tips around trying to bring more presence into our day that is such an incredible, valuable question to serve your community as well. Um, so the idea of really understanding presence can happen through the, the through the lens of mindfulness and through also the very ancient indigenous practices of meditation, for sure. 
And so there are these moments where when you are um, going through your certain spiritual practices, where you find yourself in this really incredibly serene space that is quite neutral. But often that happens when we are on retreat or we are in a yoga class or we are in the midst of a breathwork experience or, and so it's this external space, right? And so therefore then when we take the actual practice and we say, okay, I'm going to be mindful today for the next five minutes, it's harder to do in our 3D world (laughs) because our brain has so much that it desires to say. We have our loved ones around, and there's so much going on. This is why, like you said, Karen, I love energy space. Because once you feel it and have a full embodiment and a true visceral experience in the liminal space, you now have something to ground into. You can remember that in a a different way than having had the experience by going somewhere else to have it, right? And so my encouragement is actually to go ahead and have at least, if possible, some sort of experience with you, Kieran, as an energy coach, where people begin to notice what it feels like to go into energy space and understand what presence is, Mm -hmm. that inquiry around presence. Because to be honest, that changes everything in someone's life. You want to manifest something. You want to lay something to rest. You want to change a habit. You want to love your family more. It's about presence is the thing. And so I would say, yeah, be coached by Karen. Understand what (laughs) presence feels like because you won't forget it. Yeah. And I know that's definitely something that we have been working through and I've been getting supported by you through in how can I cultivate those moments of, you know, when I do go to those women's circles, when I do go to that breathwork, when I do go to that retreat and I just feel so deeply connected to myself and my being and my intuition and the world, like the world is like this magical spiritual place. And then, you know, Two days later, it's back to the humdrum, back to the grind, back to like feeling, you know, frustrated at things really quickly. So part of my work is really trying to make sure that I use my practice with the within the energy space to bring that bring that feeling that I have in those those bigger moments into my day to day life. And it's a really powerful thing to try to shift. And it's also been not just within my body, but in my mind of. I actually can feel like those things in my day-to-day. It doesn't just have to be reserved for those moments when I go into those beautiful spaces. Um, I'm actually worthy of being able to feel that way all of the time or at least majority of the time because we know that, you know, there's still those other feelings and and emotions that come in. But, yeah, being able to experience it within the energy space has just been really I want to say life-changing. That sounds very, very dramatic, but it's just had such a big shift in the way that I view myself and view my life and view how I actually want to move through my day-to-day. And so I'm really excited to delve more into like the terminology and the concepts in the energy space, but I'd really love to start with talking about like what is energy coaching and what is energy coaching versus life coaching? and get your kind of opinion and experience with that. And what is also energy coaching versus healing? Because they're those those kind of competing things that come in and, and trying to explain that to people can sometimes feel like a bit challenging, especially for me that's still really grounding into me myself as an energy coach. So I'd love to kind of get your, your words around defining what that means. Yeah. 
So here's how I feel into all three, because all three, I believe, are so needed in the world. And that in even in myself on my journey, that different times in my life, I'm going to require one versus another, or sometimes the hybrid of all three which is kind of where I I stand in the midst of all of them together. And so, for example, if you are um, in the midst of moving through something where really you desire to acknowledge what your mind is actually doing, to bring incredible awareness to your mental state and to the verbiage that is underlying and seated there every single day, then life traditional life coaching can be really helpful in understanding what that is. And then from that space, in order to help your mind relax, to be able to have goals and action steps towards those goals. Because in the beginning, when something feels so overwhelming, to go into a space that feels really um, a little slippery, a little unknown, can actually make you feel so ungrounded and frustrated because your mind is like, well, what are my steps? What do I need to do? I don't understand. And so therefore, in those moments in time, having traditional life coaching, which is where you get to have your coach ask you incredible questions, get you really inspired and motivated, see how you can take small, tiny, impactful action that helps you move your habitual state of what you had before to where you want to go is so incredible, right? There are other times in your life where you have some stuff that is bubbling up and out of you. And you don't necessarily have the capacity at that moment to truly be an active participant and be the one to move through it yourself. And it may require someone else to go in there and track it for you, move it for you, witness it, tell you what they're sensing so that you start understanding what's happening, believe it, see what kind of support you need, or have things just simply go move through you, right? That is healing. To go to a healer is an incredible gift to be able to sit there or lay there or move through some sort of clearing while you're standing with there being sound and different elements of energy and based on their ways of going through healing practices and modalities that is so nourishing for yourself and your body, your mind and your spirit. So there's that point. Then there's a moment in your life where you notice that you are ready to actively be an agent for your own healing, that you desire to do it yourself, that you want to learn and feel into the most empowering sense of being able to sense and move through and experience yourself and to do it with incredible radical self-responsibility. And so when that happens, you're intrigued with healing, you understand mindset and coaching, and you desire to sense what your coaches and healers sense inside of the mystical world. And so rather than saying, can you tell me what you're seeing? You come to the table saying, I want to know what I'm seeing, what Mm -hmm. I'm sensing. At that moment is when you desire an energy coach. Because an energy coach walks with you as a guide into that space that activates and opens the portal of your superpower to sense 
everything that you need to sense in order to actively clear your own um, pathway for your healing. And so that's what I find is the beauty around energy coaching. Mm, Yes, I love that. And I definitely love going to energy healers. Like you said, they are just so incredible and I can feel so deeply connected and nurtured and supported and loved. And that's so important along this healing journey when we're moving some big things. But nothing has brought the self-awareness that I have for myself and my internal systems than energy coaching. And it's been so, oh, so challenging, triggering, incredible, eye-opening to have so much more awareness and a deeper understanding about who I am. And like I said before, like I I thought I knew so much about myself and this has just opened up so many more things. And I'm so early in my journey with energy coaching that I'm like, wow, what am I going to learn about myself, <laughs> you know, the years to come? Um, and I know I remember one of in, in one of our sessions that I had with you, we were in the energy space and, and you asked me to, um, I think it was to like clear, clear something out, clear a system. And I was using my breath to do it. And you were like, no, just let the system do it. Like you don't have to do the work. And, you know, I'm wondering why I'm so exhausted in, in the 3D world. And it's because even in the energy space, like I can't release control of doing things. <laughs> And so it's not just in the physical world that I'm exhausted. It's like my my energetic systems are exhausted because I'm trying to do it all as well. And, you know, without without that awareness, I would just continue on that path. But now I have that awareness, like, sure, I could easily say that it, that I've made that shift, but there's still work to be done there. But it's about having that awareness that it's okay for me to just let people, things and the energy work for me instead of me having to having to hold on to it. And one of the questions that I've had from one of my pro bono clients, and I know a question that we all had when we first joined Dex is, how do I know I'm in the energetic field? And I'm, and I'm Googling now because I know we're going to get a very sore answer for this one in that there is, there is no right answer. But I would love to hear your take on how do we know when we are actually in that energetic field, that liminal space, the, you know, the, the 5D place instead of the 3D place? Or. I'll give you um, a really straight answer first, and then I'll give you a little more of the typical sort answer <laughs> after. I will serve you. <laughs> um, so how you know that you're in the liminal space to me actually is um, a very straightforward answer. Not simple because you have to go in there and experience it. But the way that I know that I and my clients are in the liminal space is when they feel neutral. So there's a neutrality in that space. Now, let me define what liminal space is for those folks. When we speak of liminal space, you can call it the cosmic field, the unified field. It is the 5D or what other what others may call the 5D. So in the liminal space, otherwise known as the A-causal realm, it is the space where there is no cause and effect, where nothing is linear and nothing is logical. And the reason that we enter that space is because that's where the magic and miracles occur. So for example, if you, have you ever, like not ever, have you recollect a time when, right? Because you all have had this experience, recollect a time when something happened and you thought, wait a second, how is that even possible? 
Maybe you thought of a dear friend and literally a minute later, a friend called, or you deeply desired to go on a trip to Bali and you had no idea how it was going to happen. And one month later, you're sitting in the air, in the airplane lounge and you're like, wow, this happened, right? Or you desire to fall in love and your beloved enters into your world and you think, whoa, this is incredible, right? So there are these moments where it's not logical. You didn't do something to then cause the thing to happen immediately after. So in the A-causal realm, we believe that's where we pull the magic from. That's where we bring forth unlimited possibilities into the possibilities of our 3D world. And so in that space, yes, everything is neutral. Why? Because we're not trying to create an outcome right? There's unlimited possibilities that we get to play with. And in that space, we get to also heal anything that prevents us from tapping into the unlimited possibilities. And so I know clients are in the liminal space because when we're moving through things, sure, they're having some emotions, but their sacred witness is fully available. Their sacred witness is noticing everything that's going on from a very meta standpoint. And that helps support the clearing and the healing. So that's what I would say. So lastly, the very sore answer is you will not fully understand what that means until you go there. When you go there and you hear me say neutral or harmonized or you're neither here nor there, you conceptually understand that as a spiritual being, but inside the space, you begin to actually know it, deeply know it. Yeah, and I think for me when I first started uh, in this this practice and dropping in, I was often in my mind trying to think like, am I am I feeling it right? Am I experiencing it right? Which really prevented me from actually dropping in. And once I was finally able to just release, like it'll just be what it what it'll be, my experiences deepened, and the things that I experienced within that field deepened, and me as a coach was able to really deepen into being present with my client as well. And when we're able to kind of, it's, it's again, so much easier said than done, but switch off that mind of being like, what, okay, what am I, what am I trying to experience? Like, should I be feeling it in my body? Should I be like seeing things outside of me? Should I be like tingly? Should I be like just completely like zoned out not knowing what's going on? Like I'm trying to do this right. I'm trying to do this perfect, like being the energy space. Um, but yeah, just trying to release that need to have to understand what it's going to feel like and just, just be present and experience it. <laughs> and I love the way that you're able to weave through like fun and playfulness into this space that is sacred and spiritual. And so often we can fall into sort of the trap or the pattern of being like, hey, it's very sacred. It's very spiritual. We have to be very serious and like always, you know, doing the work and honoring the things and, you know, having these big realizations, but actually it gets to be like really soft and fun and playful too. And I'd love to hear how you go about weaving that into your own practice. Um, well, one, I would say that, that part of my natural essence is one that is filled with play, right? So therefore, as many have probably heard, you teach what you know, you teach what is already a part of you and you wonder what is your medicine? This is too easy for it to be my medicine, but it is, it's a natural state in me. And so therefore acknowledging that and bringing that to the forefront to support others is my 
gift in regards to the easy me. It's me. It's totally me. So how do I embrace it though? So that my spiritual practices feel deep, but also allows me to really open that up is, um, playing with my creativity, right? So what I notice for myself is, and, and a lot of the creations that I have doesn't necessarily go out there in the world immediately. It's for me first and, and myself only. It's not something for me to monetize in the beginning or in sometimes never at all. And so for me, when I notice that I'm in a spark of creation, it means I'm open. And in that spark of creation, I'm in utmost joy. And that joy helps me to get curious around what this creation is with no expectation, but simply allowing myself to have fun. And by doing that, it is part of my spiritual practice because majority of the things I create comes from a place of being in devotion, right? Whether it's my soul cards or creating reflections or um, creating a magazine or some jewelry, it all comes from a place of devotion. And so therefore, that is what sparks this sense of um, my growth in my spirituality, The last part of that is anytime I'm, so I sit by my altar every day, right? I commune with my spirits and my counsel. And so the way that I do that is I step into prayer first, not from a religious standpoint, but from a place of opening the fields, giving my great gratitude, placing up intentions for others of my loved ones and my community. And when I do that, I get to do it in a way that's conversational, And so when I'm having a conversation, I am not in the spiritual mode, right? I'm having Mm. a conversation. And so that's what helps remind me that in anything I do, I'm simply being real and in conversation. And so that brings forth a different way that I show up inside of a spiritual component. So I hope that helps in regards to a little bit. Oh, and then lastly, I watch lots of movies and read lots of books that have to do with (laughs) magic. Yes. Oh, the 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 fantasy and and sci-fi kind of genre that I'm being pushed down because of Dex. <laughs> I'm still not sure how I feel about it. <laughs> but it's definitely opening up my imagination, let's say that. <laughs> Great. My work is done then. As long as our adult mind into imagination that is I feel good (laughs) yeah and that's actually been something that I've found quite challenging in itself is opening up my imagination and you know even with with kids I've always really struggled with that imaginative play with them like I just like 30 seconds and I'm done I and yeah trying to tell stories and just be with them really present in that kind of place. And I was um, having a shower with my girls the other night and I was doing everything that I could to try and get their hair washed because it's like a mission. I was like, I know, I'll tell them a story. So I had to like get into it, drop into my imaginative place and tell this story. And it went on for like five minutes and Quinn kept being like, tell me more. Like what happens next? What's going on there? And she was so into it. And I was like, okay, I mean, this is kind of cool. (laughs) But when I allowed myself to just be in that place of like following my own breadcrumbs in the story. Like I had no idea how the story was going to end. I was like, just follow the breadcrumbs, Karen. Like where do they go next? What do they see around the corner? (laughs) I was like, sorry, I would be so proud. (laughs) And that's what happens inside of energy space as a coach, right? We're sensing, 
following what we see and sense in that moment. We don't know the final destination. And all from this metaphoric, imaginative place. And so look at you. <laughs> <laughs> I know all these things I didn't, I didn't kind of expect to come out of decks would be storytelling, but here we are. <laughs> Um, so something that we really kind of talk about and um, unpack at the end of the energy sessions is what lessons are you walking with from this journey, from this session that we have just had? And I'd love to get your um, your words around what walking with lessons actually means to you. What does it mean to, you know, bring that awareness in from that energy space and then walk with that lesson? So in energy coaching, what I believe for clients, because they come and they're so courageous and saying yes to this experience, because it means that they're ready to deepen in their own self-actualization and their spiritual understanding of themselves. And so to me, energy coaching at the end of it, it's not our intent isn't to tie something in a nice bow and have our clients leave feeling like everything is fine now. Everything is glorious. The world is great and there's nothing else that needs to be done because that's not life. But what I hope for those to encounter is that they walk with a lesson meaning, that they've come to an awareness around something that was in the unconscious that now is forward for them. And in that space, they get to see how it connects to different aspects of their life Or they get to honor that feeling and dive even deeper into exploring the different intricacies and nuance of that feeling, right? And so, for example, if a client comes in wanting to explore something about worthiness, as a coach, you are so elegant in in having them figure out what aspect of worthiness, because that's a big subject. Mm -hmm. And then when they come out of it, they get to understand that one nuanced area and begin to notice it in their lives, seeing how it plays out. It's only through the self-awareness can you begin to change something, And so naturally awareness helps you simply shift it. And so to me, it's about being courageous. It's about being a yes to self-actualization and your evolution and your transformation happens only if you are an active participant in it. Because if you're not an active participant, sure, you'll feel good. But I'd be curious as to how long it'll take for that one thing to come back around. Mm. Yeah. And that's something I was quite surprised about when I had my first session with you at the start of this journey in that you didn't put a nice little bow around my problems and and have them solved for me. (laughs) I was like, wait, we're not fixing it right now. But also that came with so much permission to be like, you don't have to fix it right now. Like, okay, you've got this awareness that you didn't have before. Now you can go and, and and that's where the work starts, like outside of the session. The session helps bring that awareness, not there to, yeah, complete everything or solve everything or fix everything. And one of my um, beautiful pro bono clients, you know, at the end of her session, she, she found that she was in the muck. Like she's, yep, she's in the muck right now. She was in the murky waters. We didn't. We could. We couldn't solve that. We couldn't fix it. There was no fixing. It was just about being the awareness that yeah, you're in it right now, and just being present in it. And she had a beautiful angel come and be with her in the muck, and that was the reminder that she needed. 
she needed that support in the energy space. And, and she kind of said, I didn't know that I was craving support because I have so much support in the real world. But it's like you weren't needing more support in the real world. You're needing support in the energy space. And she had that really beautiful reminder that, yeah, she's deep in it right now. But actually, if she taps in, she is so deeply supported by her angel um, and by, by that, yeah, having that support in that energy space. So, yeah, I just really wanted to make that known in, in this space as well, that it's not about coming and thinking that you're going to have everything completely solved or fixed. It's really about bringing in that awareness. And the last thing that I would really love to talk to you about is feeding the prayer field. This is so much fun. I I love this and I love that I've come into this space in Dex and got a little bit of language around it, like feeding the prayer field. This is what it is because to me, like seeding different things and different ideas is really, really powerful. And I'd love to talk to you about what that means to you or what that practice means to feed the prayer field. What is the prayer field and how do we feed it? Yeah. So the way that I consider prayer fields is, of course, for each and every one of you, when you're holding an intention and you're saying your intentions and your affirmations every single day, you're feeding your own field, a field of intent that you're putting into the Earth Mother and as well as up into the cosmos, to the universe, to the Great Mother. And that strengthens your belief and your trust as you go into the unknown, wondering what's going to come out of the experience. And so for those of you in regards to prayer who might have like a, oh, that doesn't feel so good, that word association to it, if we can consider it that way. For those of you that don't have that, then it may feel totally fine to say the word prayer. Now, what I've learned regarding working with my mentors and my elders is that my elders, since they were in their 20s, and they are now in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, have fed their communal prayer field. So they've been in community together. They have worked with incredible wise elders of indigenous um communities, and they have learned these traditional ways and have always fed the prayer field, meaning they've always prayed, not from a Catholic or Christian or Jewish or Muslim or any other religious standpoint, but from the earth, in honor of the earth. And so if I consider that that prayer field of may we give great thanks to the waters of our land, may we honor the four directions of the winds, may we give great thanks to the trees that provide more of the air that we breathe, and how may we continue to honor the four-legged, the wings, and, you know, like there's a deepening of the connection to the earth that is required. And then in that space, they've put up prayers, may my dear, dear you know, community member who's moving through an illness feel a sense of um, healing in the midst of their pain, right? And so may this person who's about to give birth to their child feel the deep connection of all their ancestors as they go through that process. So if we're now talking about years of this community, putting all of that yumminess into the prayer field, including the pain and the humanness of all sorts of different emotions, that's a pretty darn strong prayer field. And so within that, then we have new communities my, like myself, members come into that space. And now I am being held in that field by all of these amazing people. And now I'm entering my prayers into the field. Then it is quite potent. 
So I share that. Why? Because to me, a prayer field is communal. It is not, doesn't have to be an individual experience. And it is not about asking for an outcome, right? It's not like when we might've been younger being like, please, please, please. If I could only pray for Santa to bring me my cabbage patch doll, right? Or please, please, please let me be able to have my first menstrual bleed because all of my friends have, I'll be a really good person if you just let it happen. That's a different kind of thing that you're doing, right? Versus the space of openness, gratitude, letting it go and seeing whatever it is that happens for the sake and betterment for others, right? Actually, not necessarily about yourself. It is for others. It is the space of you give with only an expectation of possibly receiving something, reciprocity. And so I share this because inside of our DEX container, what I teach our students is that when you put your prayer in this field, it's being held by so many others. And so don't worry, we've got you. Your, the space you hold with your clients is deeply held. Nothing's going to go awry. Because one, whenever you feel like, oh my gosh, what if I can't handle a client? Number one, cancel, cancel, cancel. It's not going to happen in our field. Secondly, you learn to trust what happens behind our prayer. Meaning whatever is going on, you relax. You don't get worked up. You go behind the prayer of all of these others that have been here holding that in this very crystal clean way. And you witness the blooming of your client in their exploration. The other way of thinking about a prayer field is it's called a medicine field. Why? Because the medicine that is provided is our gratitude or love, but also it is the medicine that our clients are going to be imbibing, ingesting. Whatever they need to know, they're going to learn and understand through our sessions. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And also for for me and, and other energy coaches, knowing, <clears throat> excuse me, knowing that it doesn't matter where the session goes or what's being guided, that lesson that they need to um, be awakened or that awareness that needs to be brought forward will come forward because there's so many different ways that we can go within the sessions that it can, uh, and it's, I know it's something that myself and the other students have um, had to try and reconcile with is, but what happens if we don't guide in the right place or the right direction? It's like, well, it's always going to go in the right direction. It doesn't matter which way it goes. <laughs> Trusting that prayer field is holding us, holding us and our and our clients, yeah, to really be supported in bringing whatever needs to be brought forward, brought forward. Sora, you are incredible, and I so deeply appreciate your time and sharing your wisdom within this space. Thank you so so much for being here. If people would like to connect with you more, what is the best way for them to do that? Sure. I'd love for them to hop on over to my, what I believe is a beautiful sacred website at devotedway.com um, and also on our Instagram, which our handle is at devotedway. Amazing. I will pop those links in the show notes as well. So people have nice, easy access to you. Enjoy the rest of your day, dear listener. Thank you so much for tuning in. We would love to see where you're listening to us or what your biggest takeaway was. So please feel free to uh, take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag both of us. We would so love to connect with you and I will be in your ears again very shortly. See you later.